Who is the most underrated actor of all time? It's Dolph Lundgren. Correct. Why? Well, because of his uh, spiky hair, yep. his ice-cold demeanor, and his big muscles. Absolutely. I must break you. Welcome to I Must Break This Podcast. This is the fan podcast celebrating the cinematic career of action legend Dolph Lundgren. Hello and welcome back to I Must Break This Podcast, the fan podcast that takes an in-depth look at the work of action star Dolph Lundgren. I'm your host, Sean Malloy, and today is another special interview episode in which I chatted with Dolph's twin on film, Tony Messenger. Now, before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you all that if you're not subscribing to the show, please do so. Also, please feel free to leave a review, especially those five-star reviews. Those always help. Uh, Also, if you have yet to see Aquaman, please get out and do so. The film is truly making a splash at the box office. Yes, that was a bad pun, which was intended. But uh, yeah, it's generated over $100 domestically in just one week. In fact, it's surpassed Man of Steel and Justice League as far as the DC Extended Universe films go. Uh, in Aquaman, Lundgren returns to the big screen once again in 2018 in the role of King Nearest, who is this badass king of Atlantis who contemplates starting a war between the people of Atlantis and those who live on the surface. It's truly a fun role and a film for Lundgren to be a part of. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to see him take part in more big projects that are bound for the big screen here in the next couple years. Also, a spoiler-filled review episode of Aquaman will be dropping soon here on the feed, so uh, please stay tuned for that. Uh, Anyway, on to today's episode. This discussion, let's face it folks, this discussion was truly an absolute honor and privilege. Uh, Recently, I had the pleasure of speaking with Dolph Lundgren's very own go-to stunt double, Tony Messenger. Tony Messenger has doubled for Lundgren in over 15 projects, with a couple more on the way. In this discussion, Messenger and I chat his early days running a kickboxing gym, the art and mechanics of rehearsing fight scenes, how he and Lundgren first started collaborating, and what he's currently working on for 2019 and beyond. Like I said, this was the ultimate privilege, and I'm I'm still in disbelief at the fact that I spoke with the same individual who has traded punches with Scott Atkins, Tony Jaa, Steve Austin, and many, many more. I do hope you enjoy our discussion as much as I did. So, for your listening pleasure, is my conversation with stunt double Tony Messenger on I Must Break, this podcast. Like I said, this is the absolute honor, so, um, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me. You're a, uh, you're a busy man. You're um, uh, heading off to rehearsal. Is this for, I'm assuming, your next uh, film project? Yeah, we've got one. Uh, one we're shooting on Sunday, a Dolph movie. And then we're shooting another one in uh, January, I believe. Oh, very cool. Is the project with Dolph, is it by chance Malevolence? Yes, the one in... Uh, the one in January will be. It's going to be called. It's going to be Malevolence, and it's going to be shot in uh, Rome, I believe. Oh, very cool! I, I am so looking forward to that one because he's he's directing once again. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, again, uh, yeah, like I said, this is, <laughs> this is an absolute treat. If if you don't mind, I was curious. I was hoping that we might be able to go back to the beginning. Um, what what led you to entering the stunt business and uh, you know entering that entire world to begin with? That's a funny one. I was actually uh, living in uh, in Hong Kong, 
And um, I'd been a former fighter, kickboxing uh, champion. And um, I was I got involved in doing a, some Chinese movies. I, I played a chief of police, did some big fight scenes, and then ended up going to Thailand and shooting with Van Damme for Street Fighter. And that's kind of my beginnings. That was 1992 and then 94. Oh, and I've, I've read uh, rumblings online. I actually met with, uh, I met Stephen D'Souza about 10, 11 years ago. And he had mentioned that that was a fun shoot, but it was extremely, it was, it was a wild shoot. And that's saying it, it lightly. <laughs> it was tough. Oh, it was a tough shoot. It was a, a lot of stunned people who were shooting in Thailand. It was really hot. Um, you know, there's a big production. We had a lot of, a lot of big actors, uh, it was, you know, it was it was a long shoot, but it was uh, it was fun. The action sequences were really good, really good fun. Very cool, very cool. Now, um, you're a you're a European kickboxing champion, is that right? I was actually British British champion. I fought for the European Championships, lost that one. Then I went to fight for the Commonwealth title to be number to fight for the world title. But uh, unfortunately, when I fought for the Commonwealth title, my arm got snapped in half in round two. Um, but I was I was actually head on points, but when the, with a broken arm, you kind of you don't do too well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so collectively, about how long have you been have you been uh, practicing the the art of kickboxing? Oh, since I was about 14, uh, 15, 14 15. So uh, wow. qu- quite a while. I'm fifty one now. So, okay. Uh, yeah, a few years. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you do you still compete uh, to to any extent or? No, I, I spar a lot of guys. I, I don't compete because there's no money in kickboxing. And the guys are bigger and bigger every year. You know, the guys are like 240 these days. Yeah. Um, which I am. I'm actually 230 right now. But when I used to fight, I was 195, maybe 200 pounds, you know. The guys uh, seem to be just getting bigger and bigger. Now, you teach, though. Is that what you do? you teach kickboxing? I used to own a gym. I had a gym for 10 years. And then... Um, so I was coaching for many years. Now I, I coach when I'm not doing movies. I do a few private clients, a few actors, just to you know, work fight rehearsals and keep them in, keep them in shape, you know? So I'm curious, what, um, <laughs> what, what does your typical day look like? How many hours do you spend in the gym? If I'm not shooting, probably I'd say about four or five because I like to swim a lot and I like to do a, lo- a lot of martial arts, a lot of martial arts, a lot of running on the beach. So I, li- I live on the on the ocean here, so... I get a lot of beach time in, um, and then we have separate sessions. Maybe in the morning will be the cardio, and nights will be the weight training with the kickboxing. So about four or five, you know. I, I'm lucky if I can get in an hour, so I'm very envious. Of- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, I'm not I'm not in a movie, so I have time. But when I'm on a movie, you might, you might have no time. You might have to nip to the gym for half an hour and get it all done. Yeah. Because you, when you shoot nights, you come back six in the morning to the hotel and try and yeah. sleep to, to be up at two. To go rehearse or back to the location. Well, you've become the uh, the go-to stunt double for for Dolph Lundgren. I've actually been uh, watching you <laughs> in in all of these films now for the better part of a decade. I was curious, what was the uh, what was the genesis of uh, of that relationship? How did you and Lundgren begin collaborating? Well, um, a friend of mine who was running the Four Seasons in Singapore knew Dolph. He was their best friends. And then when I met this guy, he said, you, you look like Dolph Lundgren. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what people say. So <laughs> one day he brought him down to a barbecue and we became kind of friends and, and training partners because at the time I, I, I owned a kickboxing studio. So he came down and trained with me and we became kind of uh, acquaintances but training partners. 
And then um, one day Expendables came up and I got a phone call and people saw my pictures and with, with Dolph at, at the dojo and said, yo, perfect. So that's kind of how it started, you know? That had to be an extremely surreal shoot being so – so Expendables was your first project in which you and Dolph uh, had worked together. Is that right? Yes, quite, yeah, yeah. So, that, like I said, that had to be extremely surreal being on set with every action star imaginable. Is that what I mean? It was it was funny, but honestly, I'm not star, I'm not starstruck. So I don't really care, you know, because okay. um, when you when you when you've done I've done movies before in Hong Kong and stuff, and there you're with people who are super famous as well, and, and everything else. You just you just you don't really care anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting interesting business, but. And the, the people there were really nice. I mean, Terry Crews was awesome. Jason Statham was a really, really great guy. I, I know Randy Couture. I used to coach Randy in 97, 98. So we were, we were friends anyway. Um, okay. So it was, it was actually nice to just, they were really good people. The stunt yeah. guys were really, really good friends of mine. So it was actually it was a really nice shoot. You had, you had earlier, you had mentioned uh, that you had started out working with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Street Fighter. How... Yeah. How would you say working uh, with Jean-Claude compares to working with Dolph? I mean, because both those guys have been in the business for quite a while. I mean, their careers kind of parallel one another. Um, right. yeah, how, how, would you, how would you compare the two? Um, they're both really nice friends. I mean, I've known Jean-Claude for, from Street Fighter. I don't know him that well. We worked out at the gym together, and we did, I did a few fight scenes in the movie. But he's always really nice. He's a martial art guy, very respectful. Um, and we just finished a movie with Dolph and Jean-Claude called Blackwater. So we, we worked together again. So they're both, they're both really good guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun, funny guys, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's what I, that's what I hear is that they both have just such comedic chops that, um, and it seems like within the past, within the past few years, it seems like films have, have started to play into their, their comedic sides a little bit more. But yeah, that's, that's what I've heard from multiple people is that they're, they're pretty funny. <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah. I mean, Dolph's always cracking jokes on set, always. You know, okay. Also, things get tedious where we're in a place where it's really tedious and you get tired and stuff. But generally speaking, with all the, all the production people on staff, we treat everyone the same, whether it be wardrobe, makeup, hair, a grip. Everyone gets treated the same as no, and he looks down on no one, which is which is really refreshing. Well, when you are when you are going into uh, doing a a stunt or a fight scene, I'm just curious. Um, how do how do you approach doing doing one of those one of those scenes in a film? <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day today because I'm, I'm prepping a fight for Dolph tonight. Okay. And I'm, I'm just reading the script and trying to figure out what the character would be, what the character would do. And what the character would be able to do? Would it be martial arts? Would it be special forces? Would it be just a, just a big dude? So my job with it is, is fight coordinating is to try and make sure the fight matches the character. Um, and then I show the fight to Dolph. Dolph looks at the fight and goes, okay, good, but I want to adjust this and adjust that and maybe f- make it move this way. And then we just kind of adapt it, adapt it that way. You know, we just try and make it work, make it look good. And also film it the right way as well. Yeah. Because so, you got two big guys like you get. I'm doing a movie with Chuck Liddell right now and Dolph. So you, got, you got two big boys throwing punches. You have to make sure that there's not a lot of really hard contact, if possible, and it looks real. So how much rehearsing goes into the scene before the cameras start rolling? Or does it, does it vary from production to production? It, it varies. Sometimes we get no time. 
Sometimes okay. we just get the location. Okay, we're going to do the shoot this, 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 this. Dolph comes in and goes, nope, we're doing this, this, this. Okay, so we just switch it up, get the cameras all set up. A lot of times we'll just shoot, uh, you know, handheld, so you move around a bit faster. One or two takes, maybe one or two rehearsal takes, and just shoot it, shoot it hard. And now uh, we normally get things done pretty, pretty, get pretty well. Well, I imagine after doing so many movies together, you and Dolph are like a well-oiled machine and team at this point. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, my my phone my phone keeps ringing. So I'm doing something okay, you know. <laughs> we're still we're still on good terms. I'm still working. Okay. <laughs> now, how many? Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you the you guys have done 15 films now together by this point. Is that right? Uh, probably more. We've done we did a TV commercial together. No, two TV commercials together. Um. What else? Maybe, I think maybe like, yeah, 16, 17 movies or so projects. I think so, yeah. It's getting close Man. to 20. Yeah. How does that work when, okay, so when Dolph has a new project that is that is lined up, does he call you personally saying, all right, Tony, we're we're getting ready to uh, to start rolling. I'm going to need you. Or does uh, do the producers or the, um, you know, the, the people who are actually working behind the scenes a little more, how does that work? Uh, normally, Dolph would call and say, "Hey, I've got this project. Would you be available?" And he asked me what you know, what my current weight is and stuff, just to make sure I'm I'm matching him. And then often he'll say, "Send a picture of your hair. That's <laughs> the same as yours." Um, so he makes sure he he makes sure that I'm doing my my due diligence at home, making sure I'm staying in shape. Then the production people call and say, "Hey, you know, we will need you for this movie," and then we just go from there. You know. But what the, the bummer is, last year I did a project for Dolph, and he came up and said, "Hey, Creed Two is coming up. Need you to be 240." And I was 220. I mean, oh man! Uh, and his manager said, "Hey, we need you to be 240, so you get three months." So I went back home, thought about my training, trained my changed my training, changed my diet completely, got up to 240, and then I didn't get the call for Creed. I was like, "No way!" So uh, that was a bit of a bummer. But it is what it is, you know. Are you able to? I mean, because you've you've been in the business for so long, are you able to drop and add weight pretty quickly? I mean, do you know the the various oh, secrets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. I keep myself a good good weight anyway. Normally by two twenty five, two thirty. So gaining ten pounds is not too hard. Losing ten pounds, I can do it in three days. You know. Oh wow. My when girlfriend's we... a vegan chef, so I can I, my diet's really good. That's what I was gonna say. When when we get done talking, maybe you might be able to help me out with some secrets. So, <laughs> of all the films that you and Lundgren have worked on, w- what are some of your favorite experiences? Oh, loads. I mean, we've had we've had a blast, you know. Um, I loved I loved the movie uh, Skin Trade with Tony Jaws. Tony Jaws is a wonderful guy. He's just a, a great guy. We had we had a lot of fun doing the fight scenes. A lot of the a lot of the contact is for real. I mean, he was hitting me through walls with flying knees and elbows, and we were laughing about it, you know. So, <laughs> I, I did love that movie with with Dolph because he was in great spirits. He was uh, kind of like directing all the action sequences as well. Um, we've done a lot of gosh, a lot of good stuff. We um, we did a little movie called Don't Kill It uh, in Mississippi. That was great fun. We were I love that movie. movie. It was awesome. And actually, the the director of that movie, Mike Mendez, is on this movie. The new one, so it's great. So we got a team of guys that are really fun to work with, very professional. But that was a fun shoot because we were in a small town. Everyone, we used everyone in the village as extras. We used the local cops, 
We uh, we used local cop cars. We had the, the whole run of the town. It was awesome, awesome place, and it was a really nice, fun shoot. I was just saying, Dolph had the funny Mississippi accent the whole time, <laughs> so we we were having fun with that, you know. It was just it was just a nice place to be. Not, really nice people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've always loved the uh, the yeah, the fight scene in um, in Skin Trade with with I, I guess with you and Tony Jaa with with Dolph and Tony Jaa. Um, yeah. That that I always think was just such a phenomenally shot film. Is that one of your personal favorite uh, scenes of your stunt work that you've been you've been a part of? I think so because we were shooting that one with Tony Jaa, who's so uh, so dynamic and so acrobatic. So we had to make Dolph's character just a big strong big, strong kind of monster, you know, and Tony had to do all these jump kicks and flying knees to kind of to beat the big guy, you know. We, we had to try and rack our brains on set as to how how we could distract Dolph when Tony Jaw had the gun on him, vice versa. So we had we had this, we looked up and we saw this big thing full of uh, full of uh, wheat. And we thought, if we fill that and we the security guard pulls it, we'll dump all this stuff on top of Dolph. So... <laughs> And we did it for real. So he was standing there with the, with the, uh, the hostage, and we just dumped about five bags of, of wheat on the doll's head. <laughs> it was for real. It was fun. It was a fun shoot. So, so if I understand you correctly, so yeah, when you when you guys are going into uh, rehearsing a fight scene, then it sounds like you look at the surroundings and you look at the environment and figure out the best ways to kind of work around that environment and what you can use. Is that right? Oh yeah, that, that whole fight scene we, we did it in a real mill. It was, it was uh, derelict, but it was a real mill. So we had to think, what, what can we destroy? And if we can't destroy, we have to build, build something to destroy. So um, most of the thing, we used everything that was there. We used where the, where the, where the uh, sacks were. We used the sacks as pads. We used all, all the wood framing. If we, if we had to smash it, we had the, the uh, prop guys make an exact copy. So we could smash that and not destroy the original factory. Um, and we shot that at night as well, so it was... It was Disgusting. There was, there was grain everywhere, dust, spiders' webs. Um, <laughs> it was everything. It was everything that looks in the movie. That's for real. Well, speaking of Tony Jaa, uh, one of the films that I just have to ask you about is A Man Will Rise with yeah. Dolph and, and Tony Jaa once again. This one, from what I've seen, the, the pictures online and everything, this one looked like a ton of fun, but it seems like the, the project was shut down. Was, was the film even finished? Do you know? Um, well, I think we finished all, most of what we needed to, to get, but uh, because Dolph had to leave and get another project going, I stayed for another two weeks and finished all the fights for Dolph. They basically just put me in the same cowboy gear and we shot everything, everything from behind. Everything with Tony Jaw, Tony Jaw's stunt team. We just beat the shot of twenty guys, and it, it was uh, it was good. And then I heard there was a problem with Tony's contract or something like that. And then the, the last I heard it was it, the movie was canned, but it would have been a fun movie because um, it was, we had a lot of good stunts in that movie, a lot of great, great fight scenes. And we, we, we actually, I actually snapped my finger in half, punching Tony John in the face by accident. So, and I have, I have that on camera, I have that on film. It's, it, we, were, we were shooting the fight scene pretty quick because the, the Thai guys, they move really well. And I'm a big Western guy, you know, so I'm bouncing these big punches. Tony happened to move into the punch just at the wrong time, and bang, he's. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? So it was funny, <laughs> funny times. Do you think we'll ever see the release of Man Will Rise in some kind of form, or is it pretty much uh, canned for good? I have no idea, but it would be, be fun to see it because it was yeah. a really fun movie. 
they had these, these lowered Harley Davidsons for us to ride and some of the scenes and we had a big explosion scene where all these guys were playing cowboys falling off burning buildings and stuff um, it would be a kind of fun little action film and we shot it all in Thailand so and Tony Jaw played a really cool character so it would be fun to have that out there because Tony Jaw is a bigger guy now Dolph is bigger again because of Creed 2 and because of Aquaman so uh, I would love to see it released it would be kind of fun to have that so. Well, and you you also had a pretty sizable role in this year's Dead Trigger, um, which was also a, a, a very fun movie. What was that shoot like? Dead Trigger. Oh yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was trying to always moving the Dead Trigger. That was great. Yeah, that, that was funny because they dyed Dolph's hair black and my hair black, so we kind of didn't recognize each other. We had this jet black hair, and um, it was really fun. We had, uh, we shot it in Mexico, I believe. I'm trying to think back. We shot it in Mexico, down down in uh, down towards Cancun, which is a beautiful location to shoot. Uh, that, that was really nice, and the people were really helpful. They were a really cool cast, uh, and I I played actually, I was Dolph's double, and I also played a character in the movie, some Agent Pierce, which yeah. was funny, because James Chalk, he set me up for that. I came on set one day to do a fight scene, and he's like, Tony. You have a black suit. Not with me. No. Why? Well, you can borrow mine. Why? Because you're playing Agent Pierce. When? <laughs> Today. Have you read the script? I mean, no. Well, go in the trailer and read, read it. We're shooting in an hour. I mean, shit. So that was oh, sorry, sorry. So that was uh, that was what happened in that movie. So that was James Chalk's fault. <laughs> okay. Well, and I, I actually spoke with James Chalk, James Chaco just under a year ago, and okay. he he is also a. Uh, just a, an extremely humble, down-to-earth gentleman as well. He was yeah. he was an absolute treat to talk to. Uh, James is great, really good guy. I was going to say on, on set, people think James is the director because he's a tall Englishman. He was, also his hair slicked back. He's normally smoking a cigar with his white shirt kind of open with some some little chain and medallion. So he looks like an important guy. So every, and he is an important guy. But when you see him on set with Dolph, you everyone always assumes he's the director. It's it's funny. It's funny to watch. Well, he and Dolph go way back. I mean, oh, yeah. like yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Well, James has been an, uh, James was an actor on Don't Kill It. Uh, and also, which other movie? He was an actor in two or three movies with Dolph. So he came on as a, as a friend, but also an actor. Yeah, well, he and I, he and I were joking, actually, when, when we spoke. It, it's kind of odd that, uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of funny that um, two of those roles, he's played priests. Because he played a priest in and Don't Kill It, and then again in uh, Dead Trigger. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. I'm just thinking back to the other scenes. There's one scene where he, he had to bite his finger off. That was in Don't Kill It. We, we were laughing our heads off because he had this fake rubber rubber finger, and he had to pull it off and exposed the bone. It's like it looked gruesome. That <laughs> yeah, was funny. I remember that one? Actually, I have some great stills of that movie. I'll have to give you some for, for James because it's. Really cool behind the scenes. Oh, I'd love to see those. I'd love to see those yeah, most definitely. Cool. Yeah, please do. Um, you know, you've uh, you've you know clearly been in the business for for quite some time, and you've been on a number of different productions. I'm curious, what would you say are some of the big differences between doing stunts on a big film like The Expendables, for example, compared to smaller films like Battle of the Damned, Larceny, Dead Trigger? Yeah. Probably budget, you know. We we have no budget on some of the small movies, so uh, we haven't we haven't got time to do a lot of rigging. We haven't got the money for big explosions so much. Sometimes we have to 
we have to make do with what we have sometimes on, on a small film. And when we did that Battle of the Damned, we had a scene where Dolphins had run across the top of these cars and jump over this big fence. Well, our fence was about a 25-foot drop onto a, onto a sloping concrete uh, driveway. And all we had were cardboard boxes and a uh, Angry Birds um, child-sized mattress from a bed. That's all we had. So I, I had to run and jump and hit that spot and then roll out of it for safety. We had no, we had no safety. And that's just what you have on a small budget. You make do. You know? Yeah. We, we make do. We, we often don't have, don't have time for a lot of rigging. We do a lot of hand pulls uh, instead of instead of any big ratchets around and we don't have the, 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 the equipment there. So for, as for car stunts, we often don't have specialist drivers. We have maybe me, maybe uh, the stunt coordinator will put the cars through the paces the best we can, but the cars aren't really prepped. So, you know, we, we do what we can. Now, you said that you are currently, you and Dolph are currently working on two projects. So, yeah, one of those is Malevolence. Is, is yeah. that the one that Chuck Liddell is also attached to, that he's doing the fight scenes? No, we're doing this one in, in L.A. We're shooting actually on Sunday. Um, it's not, it hasn't had a working title I've seen yet. Um, so I don't want to give anything away because I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say about it. Okay. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun movie. We're shooting in 12 days, which is impossible. Um, the director's confident we can do it. He wrote the script. Um, we got a really, really good stunt coordinator. Arnold Chan is a really famous stunt guy. He, he came on the stunt coordinate. So we're going to push the pace and uh, get it done. And Chuck's playing, I think, the main, the main, one of the main bad guys. And then the last scene of the movie, he has a big fight with Dolph, which is what we're prepping tonight. So, uh, okay. But we're, we're, we're prepping a fight where we don't know the location, really. We don't know what, what they're wearing. We don't know what equipment we have. So we just have to put a fight together that will look good for two big men. And then tomorrow, show Dolph and go, you like this? Yep. Okay, then we'll film Sunday. That's all I know. All well, I, know. I, I I am just in complete um, awe of your work. I think, like I said, you've had you've had an amazing career, and um, I'm really looking forward to these two projects. Thank you for I you know respect the fact that obviously you can't give us too much, but I do um, I do appreciate the fact that you've been able to give me a little bit of intel. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to Malevolence, and this other project uh, sounds sounds pretty cool as well. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Well, you'll see the fights, and you go, that's the one Tony's talking about. And you'll see that we, we're going to make it look really vicious. And uh, I know Chuck said he didn't want to have a stunt double, but we're doing one stunt where he better use one because he's going to fly. <laughs> so it's going to be funny. Do you have any other projects uh, lined up for 2019 that uh, that you're at liberty to talk about now or no? Well, I'm trying to. I've done two shows myself as, as an actor and a stunt, stunt coordinator for Crip TV, which was um, I played the main bad guy in both of them actually. Uh, so I'm trying to get I'm trying to get more work for myself as an actor and as also a stunt fight, more of a fight coordinator. Um, I love working with Dolph, and I, I want to keep that uh, relationship for sure. But I'm trying to get some, some of my own things on the side, you know, like uh, get more into the, into the into the fight coordination. Yeah, you know, so I'm kind of look, looking to, to get my career going in that that way. Um, it's still in still work for Dolph, you know. Yeah, like it's like I said, I, I really do appreciate this this opportunity, and um, best of luck to you uh, both this evening and uh, <laughs> and within yeah. the next year. Um, so I'm assuming you are you're here in a couple hours. You're going to be off, and you're going to be working with Dolph tonight. Is that right? 
No, no Dolph tonight. Tonight's oh, no. me, me, Arnold, Sean, and one of the stunt guys. We're going to put the fight with, with him and Chuck together. We're going okay. to film film the, the whole thing, edit the whole thing, and then we'll show Dolph tomorrow okay. what, we, what we've done. And he, he can meet with me and Arnold and the stunt, and Chuck is going to come tomorrow, and we'll work through the steps of the fight. And if Chuck wants to adjust things and Dolph wants to adjust things, we adjust things and make, maybe add a few different strikes, maybe make it a bit more vicious or, you know, whatever the, both the actors kind of want. And then we'll, on Saturday, we'll sit and think, okay, what do we do? And Sunday on set, we, we, we run through it and we shoot it. And we, because we only, we only have Dolph for two days. So we've got to fill all these dialogue, all these other scenes, all the gun scenes and the fight in two days. It seems like within the past, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, but it seems like within the past 10 years, these shooting schedules on uh, a lot of these movies, especially action films, has gotten much shorter. W- would you agree? I, I think so. I, mean, I have not been on any real big movies. Like, you know, some of my friends do the, the, the big ones, and they can be shooting for three or four months. Uh, we tend to, on the smaller budget movies, tend to get them, get them shot in a short period of time. It could be three to four weeks. Um, so with with the shorter schedule, we have we try and put in more time rehearsal if we can. Um, it, but sometimes the actors are available because they're shooting dialogue or they're shooting a separate location. We might be working the stunts at a different location uh, using more more second unit. So uh, we just have to try and do do the best you can with the time we have. You know. Yeah. And, uh, it's probably also about money as well. You know, you're paying if you have an actor like Dolph. You know, they, they cost so much per day, and small production can't afford to pay them for a month. So they say, right, we need Dolph and this other actor for three days. And then it's up to the stunt team to put, a, put together the schedule and shoot it, uses uses the doubles, shoot the actors first, and then figure out how to insert the stuntmen and make the fight bigger without showing it's a stunt guy. You know? Okay, yeah. So do, you do all the insert shots for the actor's face, Oh, the, actor do, the actor doing all the moves, and you shoot a master with the stunt guys, and then think, right, what we're we missing? We need this to go here, so we'll bring in the, the stunt double, which is why it's important the stunt man looks like the actor, because you can get away, away with a ton if, from a lot of angles, they look like the same person, height-wise, build-wise. You, you can cheat a ton, you know? That's kind of what I do. We have have seen doubles before who look nothing like the actors we, we, we work with and think, how can we hide this person? The hair's yeah. wrong. The wrong build. Say, so, well, how can we, how can we use them as a stunt double? It doesn't work, you know. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was actually I was watching uh, Hard Target with Jean Claude Van Damme. I don't know if you're familiar with that one or not, um, but I was I was watching that one uh, actually a couple weeks ago. And maybe it's the fact that the film is well over 20 years old, and you know we have all sorts of high definition uh, TVs and transfers. But yeah, in a lot of those scenes, I'm like, that doesn't look anything like Jean Claude there. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, yeah. Um, I know Dolph had a stun double years ago, way way before me, and I think he was a pretty good double at one point. Then the guy gained a ton of weight, and Dolph saw him in one movie and said, "Dave, I can't use you. You, you look nothing like me." You know, <laughs> you're going to double an actor, keep in shape, especially like John Ford Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, who who are guys who always stay in shape. You know? Yeah. You, you kind yeah. of double double an actor. Who who's an action hero who's in, who's in great shape if you're heavy or too skinny, you know? Yeah. It would it wouldn't match. It just wouldn't match. Yeah. So, 
I have to keep, I used to just keep I just keep training to I try and match golf sizes, and we we generally we're basically down with the same size, you know, so it's perfect. Yeah. Well, when you do see Mr. London this weekend, if you wouldn't mind giving him my best and uh, letting him know that he has uh, been uh, the, an absolute inspiration to me for the past 30 years. Oh, great. Thanks, man. I'll, I'll tell him. So I, I, sent a, I sent him a link to your podcast yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I, I told him I was doing a podcast, and I wanted to make sure he was cool with that. And he said, yeah, great. And I said, well, this is it's, it's Sean's uh, podcast. Here's the link to it. And he said, oh, great. Cheers. Have, have a good time. So at least he, uh, he was I, – I don't like to do anything, you know, that involves using his name unless he's cool. He, but he's always been pretty cool so far. So, yeah, I just want to make sure he knows. He's, he's yeah, guy. well, that, uh, that that makes my day knowing that it has his approval. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, can, you can mention him now. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, cool. Well, hey, Mr. Messenger, um, best of luck to you um, with the rest of the year as well as uh, 2019. I do appreciate your time and um, keep keep working hard because uh, I'm, I, I look forward to watching you for the next 10 years. I, I'll, I'll try and keep going. As long as my body holds up, I'm going to keep going. All right. Well, you have a good night, okay? Thank you. Well, well thanks. You have a nice Christmas and stuff. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you.